Hey, what's up, guys? This is Cordell. You're listening to Steeler Nation. Hello, Steeler Nation. Welcome to your Steeler Nation vidcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises and also sponsored by MyBookie.ag. If you guys did what I told you to do last week, bet Buffalo to cover, you'd be a lot richer, but you'd also have your double deposit down by using promo code Steeler Nation, all caps, all one word, mybookie.ag. If we can't root for wins, might as well make some money. <laughs> How are we doing, Steeler Nation? This is your show. Obviously, last week was difficult to watch, horrible to watch. As a fan, loving the team, this is one of the worst defeats I've ever seen by the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I saw it coming a mile and a half away. I was not surprised. I was not surprised that we lost by more than 14 points, which I thought was the safest bet on the card last week. Sad but true. When you're playing a game without TJ Watt, you're playing a game with the entire secondary backed up, banged up. You're missing two of your starters on secondary. You got the other two that are playing that are banged up. You got Hayward banged up. You got Wormley banged up. This just not... There was not a good matchup going against a team like the Buffalo Bills that got to convert a first, a third and 98 on their first drive to put the first points on the board. Absolutely atrocious. We had a healthy secondary. There was no way that play was going to happen. And we had TJ Watt. There's no play that way that play was going to happen. But now we're looking at a situation, guys. We've been sitting what? Three weeks now without a, with, without a sack, or three of the games now without a sack. I know we had a bunch in the first. We had five in the first game, six. I know we had another game where um, Hayward had a sack and a half. That's Or not Hayward, um, Highsmith had a sack and a half. That is it. That is our stats for the year for sacks. We got one guy getting all the sacks. Nobody else getting sacks. Why? Because the best player in the league isn't even on the field. So we'll talk about that. But this is your show, Steeler Nation. You chime in. You tell me what you want to talk about. We're going to get into it tonight. It's going to be awesome. Tank! Welcome to the show, Tank. What's on the docket? Uh, Losses and dealing with them. (laughs) So any questions that you have, Hank, come on back and let me know what you got. Rich, it's been a while. Rich, good to hear from you again. Hey, Miles, it's time to fire Canada Striker. Hey, that's a big problem with the team, and I understand why people are very upset with Canada, but that's still not my reason why the Steelers are one and three. I'll be getting to that soon. Jay, welcome to the show. Kenny did okay under the pressure. Jay Warren and Pickens as well. Defense got owned. That was, and that's some great points. And that's something Steeler Nation that we have to take positives from. We've got a young team. We've got a young offense. These are three rookies right here that Jay just talked about. All three rookies made an impact. Looks like Warren's going to be our third down back now. He's doing a great job in pass pro, which is something that running backs have to do to get on the field, especially getting on the field at a young age like Jay. Um, Najee's actually taking a step step back in his pass pro. He's got to get better at that. And that's the reason why he wasn't on the field on third down and Warren was. Because Warren was stopping people from killing our franchise quarterback and Kenny Pickett. But still some good things to see out of Kenny Pickett's first start. Love is fire. Love his fight. <laughs> he's not going to take it lying down. Guy's a competitor. Guy wants to win. And he's going to figure out a way to win in this league. And when he does, look the heck out. 
look the heck out. But Pickens is going to start being featured more often as well. Pick it to Pickens. Pickens was showing up too, Jake. Excellent points. Perfect, perfect, perfect points. Michael Hall of Fame! I stopped at halftime. Nope. Nope. I always stay to the end. I watch every play. Never left the game early. Actually, once I left the preseason game early because I had problems with my business and I had to go and drive out and help them out. The only time I left the game early, that was it. I will sit and watch and suffer through the entire thing. But I'll tell you, I've got a secret. I've got a new secret, Steeler Nation. I stopped drinking. That didn't help me, though. I'll tell you what did help me. I started with a little THC cookie in the morning. That helped me out. That was it. <laughs> Mellowed me out enough that I didn't have a heart attack by the end of the first quarter. That is my trick for this season. Probably doing it for the rest of the year until we get the the top the best player in the league back in TJ Watt. Naya Guppy, welcome to the show. Steelers are my favorite, but I feel like we need Jalen Ramsey on our team to do. Or what do you think? I would love, love to have a shutdown corner on our team. But Naya, we had four interceptions in the first game with our current crew. We didn't need Jalen Ramsey out there shutting it down. But now that we have all four of those guys banged up, two of them missing the, missing the game, we're not playing the same in the secondary, are we? And it's not because we don't have a Jalen Ramsey. It's because we're banged up. And now I'll get to my point too, guys. This is the reason why we're banged up. This is the reason. One reason. One reason only why we are one and three and not three and one. Because I fully believe if this happened, we would be three and one standing here today. If TJ Watt did not get hurt, we're beating the Patriots. We're beating Cleveland. No problem. We already beat Cincinnati, who was the better team. He made sure our whole team was better. He gave us that win in Cincinnati. Even though he's banged up for overtime, he didn't come back out on the field. He is a difference maker, makes everybody on our team better. We haven't had, what, one interception since then? One and a half sacks since then? TJ Watt is the best player in the league. He turns losses into wins. We would be three and one right now. Right now, only loss coming against Buffalo, in my opinion. That's a tough matchup no matter what. Unless you're fully healthy with still the secondary banged up, TJ Watt is a difference maker. He allows Highsmith to run in untouched. He allows Hayward to run in untouched, being one-on-one -on, -one on their matchups because they always put two, sometimes three on TJ Watt, and they still can't always stop him with two or three people. That's how good TJ Watt is. That's why he's the defensive player of the year. Should have been two-time defensive player of the year. Best player in the league, in my opinion. Best defender I've ever seen in a Steeler jersey. Like, I saw a couple games in my career, in my lifetime with the Pittsburgh Steelers that are, you watch a defender, you're like, my gosh, they own that game. I've seen Rod Woodson take a game, intercept the ball twice, run one back to the house, completely win a game on his own. I've seen James Harrison, three sacks. Three forced fumbles in a game at that Monday night against the uh, the uh, freaking Ravens. Put on a clinic. Absolute clinic in that game. One of the best defensive performances I've ever seen. But consistently, game over game, a guy being a difference maker every game, TJ Watt. TJ freaking Watt. Watch the 70s games. Watch the 80s games. Watch the 90s games. Watch the aughts. Watch the teens. Watt. Best I've ever seen. And he's still getting better. That's why I hate a guy like that going down. 
What do you guys think, Steeler Nation? You think I'm crazy? You think we would have the same record if TJ Watt was on this team? You can disagree with me, but that is my take. And that is why we are one and three instead of three and one. Absolutely. Miles, first round, we need to take a corner or offensive lineman. We're going to be drafting high. If we keep going like this, guys, we're going to be in the top 10, which means two marquee spots will be wide open for us. Shut down corner, left tackle. You want a great quarterback? Left tackle's higher on that list. I take my left tackle 10 times out of 10 times with Kenny Pickett being a rookie quarterback, first-year quarterback next year. I am protecting his blind side with a high-caliber pick. Best left tackle in the draft. That is who I go for with my first pick next year, but would not be disappointed to see an elite corner as well. Good take, Miles. I always love conversations with you, my friend. State of the Steelers, welcome back. What's up, Steeler Nation? What up, State of the Steelers? You tell us how we're doing. Michael Hall, I predicted close 35-14, kind (laughs) of. I was on the uh, great friends with the Overdue Bills. They are phenomenal people. I'm on their podcast. I've been on their podcast since they started their show. So I think this is my third year now doing their podcast. Um, They're great guys. They love football. They don't, I know the nineties bills better than anybody on that team. So like when we get on that podcast, I start talking nineties bills and they're like, <laughs> cause I watched nineties, nineties bills were insane. Such a great team players, playmakers all over the place. And still my favorite player in, um, oh gosh, why not Thurman Thomas? I like Thurman Thomas, but it's, it's the, uh, special teams guy. He's always up for it for, um, dang it. It's, it's, but anyway, either way. I was on the show and they're asking me, Striker, what are you seeing in this game? I'm like, guys, I was on your show last year, week one. You heard me confidently tell you all that the Steelers are going to beat you. None of you guys believed me, but I knew going in week one, we're completely healthy with that defense. We're going to beat you. And that's what happens. When this team is completely healthy on D, we are the best D in the league. I told him in this game, we're missing all of our safety. All of our secondary is banged up. TJ Watt is not on the field. This is going to be a laugher. This game is going to be over at halftime. Unfortunately, I know my team. It's a tough thing to say. I don't like saying it. I don't like being right. I would much rather have them come out and find a way to win the game than to be right anytime because I'm a Steeler fan first. But that's a bad matchup going up against an elite quarterback in Josh Allen. That's the same prediction I pretty much made. I was like, what's the over? And I said, Buffalo might hit the over by themselves. They didn't. They were just under for the over. I think if the Steelers scored one more touchdown, they would have gotten the over. But they were under for the over. But I said, the safest bet, Buffalo to cover. You guys are going to win easily this week. Unfortunately, that's what happened. I hope you made some money on that, Mike. Rich and Rich. Actually, you saw that loss from 214 miles away. Yes, I did. (laughs) A little farther. I'm a little farther south down here in the Baltimore area. But yes, well said, Rich. Good geography. Distance between Buffalo a bit. Exactly. I I picked that up right away. (laughs) Jay, need defensive end and another star outside linebacker. I love, actually, Jay, I love our young defensive ends. Leal's showing he can play in this league and he is a rookie. He is showing me week in and week out he's going to make plays on the field, batting down balls, getting pressures. 
This guy is on track to be a good player. Wormley's going to be gone next year. Okunjobi's going to be gone next year. Loudermilk's going to be coming back up in the system. We still have Davis on the practice squad. I liked what he was doing. We need more of a nose tackle, in my opinion. Somebody in the middle that can do a better job than Adams. Absolutely somebody that can do a better job than Adams. And you should be able to find a guy in that third, fourth, fifth round. Should be able to find a guy that can lock that down. Chow, chow, dad. How you doing, my friend? How's it, striker? I'm not convinced Najee's foot is completely healed. He doesn't look the same runner this year, and I don't think it's vision. That is a good point. I, I can't disagree with that point at all. You're right. He does not look like the same runner. I mean, he had that great uh, touchdown in the, um, was it the Jets game? Or the fir- their first home game of the season where he planted two people. Strong move into the end zone. Like, that's the Najee we know. Now he is looking a little lighter in the loafers. That might be a good reason about it, Chow Chow. I, I like that point. We'll have to keep our eye on that and see if Warren gets some more snaps here moving forward. Jay, love your show. Thanks for the shout out. Oh, wait. Hey, you give me great questions. You give me great points, Jay. This is your show too, man. <laughs> Happy to discuss Steelers with all of my favorite Steeler friends. And thank you for joining the show. Uh, Miles, why is Johnson dropping so many passes? Ah, uh, it's killing me. It's killing me because he's all the talent in the world. This guy is A-B talent-wise because when he makes a catch, you're like, how the hell did he make that catch? And then he drops the easy crap. Absolutely killing me this year. It's between the ears. He's got excellent hand positioning. Love his hand positioning, actually. Just talking about it when we drafted him. I said, this guy's going to catch a lot of balls. Always gets his hands in the right spot. They're in a good spot. Elbows are always in. He's not dropping them that way. He's dropping them when they hit his hands in proper positioning. And then hit the ground. And I call that hard hands. When I was playing receiver, we were taught to have soft hands. Give with the football. Sometimes it's tough because when you you, you got to bring up your hands really quickly. That's why the toughest catch for me was always the comebacker. I'm running ten, ten, 8 yards, 10 yards, then running straight back toward the quarterback. Another 2 yards on a comebacker. And bam, like I'm coming back. My force, my hands are all coming at the same. That's the toughest ball to catch in football. Because everything's moving against the velocity of the ball coming back the other way. And our quarterback had a rocket. So you had to get the really quick hands or the hands to give quickly. And that is what is called soft hands. Not definitely not the texture of your hands. Though I did shake Brandon Stokely's hand once. And that guy was a heck of a receiver for the uh, the Ravens. And then for Indy, winning the Super Bowl with Indy. Uh, shaking hands with Stokely was honestly like shaking a baby's ass. Softest freaking hands I ever felt on a man ever. Guy never did manual labor a day in his life, but he could catch a football. <laughs> but for me, soft hands is giving at the point where the ball is, is entering your hands. So you're in proper form, already giving. You're not moving toward the ball because bringing the hands out to the ball when the ball gets to you is going to put a ball on the ground more often than not. And that's his problem. I, I think he's got hard hands out of his breaks. He's get his hands there. Sometimes that's that's just because you don't have your hands in ready position when you come out of your, your your breaks. But for him, he's got he's looking at the ball; it's coming to him. He's got his hands out. He's just hard handed it. I think he's hard handed it, and that's that's a mental thing. He can fix that. He's got to fix it. Brian Davis, after a finish with my manscaping, I'll rub some beard oil in that beard for you, striker. 
<laughs> Thank you, Brian. I love that. We will get to Manscaped, our other sponsor coming up here soon. I'm glad that you got to shoot the dig at us first. That's great, Brian. Derek! Hey, Striker, are we going to make a turnaround this season? Yes. When? When TJ Watt gets back healthy. <laughs> Telling you. TJ Watt is an absolute difference maker, and he is worth every red cent we are paying him. He's worth quarterback money. Best player in the league, in my opinion. Absolute difference maker. This team is a night and day difference on defense with Watt on the field. That's when we're going to start winning games again. Unfortunately, it might not be till the till after the bye week now because he got that orthoscopic surgery. I am fine with him getting the orthoscopic surgery. I don't know if he messed up his knee during his training and rehab. That is something that I haven't heard. I haven't heard what exactly the surgery was yet. I don't know if it was a soft tissue injury. I don't know if it was a loose body cleanup. I don't know if it's something like um, Ben Roethlisberger has gotten twice. He got two C-clamp cuts on his meniscus. What's a C-clamp cut? It's like, think of your, your, your knee like a disc. He had a little tear in it like here, and they, they get a little cut around that tear, and they cut cut it out in the shape of the letter C. Pull out that piece, no more tear, then he's good to go. Usually it's like another week to two weeks for that to heal. That is that is an option of something that happened that he can return from quickly. He's obviously ready to go during the rules of um, injured reserve after this next game. So after the Tampa Bay game, he could legally come back. But the Steelers aren't going to bring him back until he can actually run on that knee yet. Two weeks is usually it for orthoscopic. If it's something soft tissue, something light, loose body, as long as it was something they didn't have to redo, which I don't think it was ligament damage, that type of stuff would take much longer. Orthoscopic is usually a cleanup, meniscal, two weeks. Ben returned in two weeks from his. So possibility, absolute possibility of him coming back in two weeks. Love to see it. That might be where we start winning games. Richie, here's a question. Where's your depth? We see so many teams have young guys step in and elevate. Who do the Steelers have? Defensive line, man. We still got louder milk on that line. Um, interior linebacker depth. Now, that is a, a, a position that we haven't talked about a lot this year. Last year, we had zero depth in interior uh, an uh, uh, in interior linebacker, sorry, interior linebacker, inside linebacker, inside, why am I saying interior inside linebacker? We have a ton of depth this year. I love all the young guys. I love Robinson. Um, Marcus Allen's still a good player. Spillane. He's three deep. He's a sub starter with Jack and Bush. A lot of depth there. We had depth at safety. We had it. Absolutely had it going into the season. We lost Carl jo or, uh, Curtis Joseph, not Curtis Joseph, the Joseph. We lost him for the season when we put him on IR uh, during preseason. Then we lost KZ going into the season. We had incredible depth at safety. Since we didn't have those guys, now we have two safeties banged up. We look bad. Sure, you know, Norwood can come in and do some, do some things for us. Sutton can drop back as well. But depth isn't too big there. I liked our cornerback depth going into the season because we had three starter-capable corners. Wallace, Witherspoon, Sutton. Happy with them. And Pierre was on the up too. Pierre had a really good preseason. But now that we've already lost Witherspoon with that hammy, now that Wallace is banged up, we are starting to get exposed with Sutton and um, 
and uh, Pierre. We just did not look as good this year on those edges. No depth at in, in, at uh, interior on on our offensive line side. I don't think we have a single person on that offensive line as a backup that would come in and play well. Green should be able to. Green looked like a turd in the preseason. Absolute turd. He's got to be better. We got depth at receiver all over the place. We got depth at quarterback. <laughs> we got three guys that can run this uh, Matt Canada offense into the ground. Absolute depth at quarterback. And I love our depth at tight end. Muth, Gentry, two freaking banger, huge receivers. Great receivers. Love both of them. And then Cotter coming in as a third, as an extra. Running backs looking good. I, I do like Warren as a backup this year. Snell is Snell. But he's still decent. But there are some spots. Every team has spots where they are not deep. And usually it burns you when you get a lot of injuries in those same spots. We've got a lot of injuries in the secondary right now. Starting to expose us a little bit. Jay, well said. Harrison, Porter, Ferrier, Foot. What? That's an all-star lineup. Indy, I mean, cheese. Still go off of that like Gildan, Kirkland, uh, Chad Brown. I mean, <laughs> Lloyd. I mean, this is like, this team has always been defense. Right now we got Hayward, um, Watt, and Fitzger Fitzpatrick. Those three guys are Hall of Fame caliber players. Now I'm not even getting into the, the, the borderline Hall of Famers that will never get in because of, because of stats. Because of three, four stats. Guys like Aaron Smith. Guys like Casey Hampton. Absolute ballers. And they will never get in because they never got stats. And that's atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. Because nobody was playing better than Aaron Smith. <laughs> Some of those years. My gosh, was he amazing. Great, great player. That was that was the person that Bill Belichick was always the most worried about playing. We'd have players up and down this roster. Aaron Smith was the one he always mentioned. He's like, this this league's got to know more about this guy because he does everything right. That is a Bill, uh, a Bill Belichick guy. A guy that does everything fundamentally perfect and you can't counter it because he does everything so perfect. That's just it. Rich A, 90s Bills were holy crap good. Yes, they were. Absolutely were. Like they had player playmakers everywhere too, everywhere on offense, on defense, you know, Thurman Thomas, Bruce Smith on defense, Kelly throwing the ball to BB and Reed who made the hall of fame, uh, Lofton who's up there too. Kelsey, great safety. Why am I drawing a blank on the freaking kick returner? I freaking love that guy. Kick returner, punt returner played wing. I swear he forced a turnover or blocked a punt or kicked just about every game. Man, what was his damn name? Man, it's going to bug me. One of you guys will get it for me. Dixon, welcome to the show, Dixon. What would your approach be with Friermuth moving forward? At least three concussions since coming into the league. That is that is difficult. That is difficult. That might cut his career short, Dixon. Honestly. Honestly, it might. Because concussions you can't mess with. Really, you can't. Um, especially when it starts becoming a problem and a reoccurring problem. Got it, um, at least with the rules, with concussion protocol, they've gotten a little bit harder to come back from. That's why Edmonds didn't play last week. In the past, even if he's limited practice on Friday, he could have had a full on the Saturday walkthrough, then Sunday morning, and they're like, yeah, you're good to go. Nope, can't do that anymore. It's got to be done in practice now. You got to have a full practice in. 
Next one, you got to have a full practice the second day. That's the only way to clear protocol. That's going to help. That's going to stop some people from coming back a little earlier than they do. Steelers also do this that a lot of teams don't do, Dixon. They do a baseline test to every player on the roster. Baseline test is something that you can measure against when you have a head injury. So it's like it's reaction test. You drop the ruler. You see how far it takes for them to grab the ruler. That's one of the tests they do. There's a couple cognitive things that they can do as well. Obviously, they check the pupils and dilation and things like that. But there are tests in place that the Steelers go that no other team does. If you can't pass these tests, you're not playing. So we usually don't have a problem with reoccurring quick concussions once one happens. That's why I was watching Fitzpatrick when he came back from his concussion this year, just a couple weeks ago, and he was fine last game So that he played in. So we'll have to see. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Dixon. Thank you. Steve Tasker, the Taskmaster. Thank you so much. Absolute favorite Buffalo Bill all time. That guy was shorter than me and just unblockable on kick return, on kick coverage as a wing. They put two guys on him. He 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 pushed the one into the other. Like the guy was sick, absolutely sick at playing in that in that league. And honestly, I know a lot of you guys might be younger watching this stuff. Just do me a favor. YouTube Steve Tasker highlights. Watching him play special teams to me makes a complete excellent argument for someone making the Hall of Fame strictly as a special teams player. If any of you guys remember Chidi Iwoma, he was a stud for us on special teams. Steve Tasker made him look like a rookie. <laughs> the guy was just a baller, forcing, forcing fumbles on kick and punt returns, destroying people on kick and punt returns, blocking field goals, blocking extra points, blocking punts, running them back for touchdowns and kick and punt return. And then they throw him into the game and he'd catch touchdowns. The guy was insane. Absolutely insane player. Really, really a a good watch. If you guys want to see excellent special teams play, Steve Tasker on YouTube. Look up his highlights. State of the Steelers, what are your thoughts on Deontay's season thus far? Got to get better. Love Deontay. You can't be putting football on the ground anymore. It's done. Your, Your team needs you. Your rookie quarterback needs you. Got to play better. You're a leader on this team. Just got a new contract. Thank you very much for taking below league average. Well below league average. 13 mil a season, Steeler Nation. We were talking about 20. We were talking about 22. 13 mil a season. That guy is a Pittsburgh Steeler, and I will go to bat for him strictly for doing that. But you can't be putting balls on the ground for your rookie quarterback. Got to be catching those balls. Good point, State of Steelers. Richard Rich at Dixon Canaris. You need to look at how at what happened. If they are normal, then you need to move on. Yep, yeah, true. Striker, striking through Robert Tamburo. Welcome to the show, my friend. I know you've got some things to say, and I'm ready to hear from you, my friend, always. Michael Hall, can you give us a full player injury list, type of injury, and as long as they will be out? TJ had a knee injury. We'll be out an extra week or two. Let me look up the injury list here quickly. Uh, I usually keep a spreadsheet. I did not keep one this year. Steelers injury reports, but I do have the injury reports linked. We'll check and see how we ended last week, and I'll kind of work out from there where we are now. 
Uh, the only guys that I know that are off the roster, uh, KZ with that wrist injury. I expect him, him to be back around week six, uh, week seven range. Definitely back by the bye week. Uh, KZ took a terrible, terrible wrist injury, and we we need him. We actually need him, especially for depth of safety. He actually came in and helped out in the slot as well. So that is a good playmaker that you can get back in here and start making some plays. Um, same thing with uh, Austin. He was just taken off of injury um, report last week before the week. So he's in a three-week window, one week down, two weeks left for Austin to be rostered to come back. He can help us in kick and punt return. He can help us in the receiving game. So that's another good good player to get back. Watt, obviously, we were talking optimistically about getting Watt back maybe this week. Didn't happen. But I think he had to sit out for four games because he played week one. Then we played one, two, three, four. Yeah, one more game he would have to play to come back. So there was talk about him coming back after Tampa Bay. With that knee injury, like I said, I think he's out another two weeks. If nothing worse, he will be back by the bye week. Honestly, I think he'll be back completely ready to go by the bye week. Now, Witherspoon had took a bad hammy and he pulled up. Those are usually four to six week injuries. And I think that one was week two when he did that. So we're looking at the bye week again for Witherspoon. Uh, Wallace played last week. He had a foot injury. Karen Sutton had a groin and a hamstring. He was limited, but he ended up playing. Um, he wasn't, he was, yeah, he was questionable. But he played in that last game. Uh, Levi Wallace with the foot he played. Terrell Edmonds with a concussion. He was out. So I expect Edmonds back this week. Minka Fitzpatrick worked his way back from his knee injury. He's fine. Wormley worked his way back from his ankle. Cameron had an ankle and an elbow. He's banged up. He's playing banged up. Same thing with Mason Cole with a foot. These are guys that shouldn't be playing on Sunday. They're playing because they're trying to help their team win. That says a lot for a guy like Hayward, guy like Mason Cole, trying to do whatever they can to make their team better. But Mason Cole's playing hurt. Why? He's in a boot this week, and he's still saying he's going to play this week. He's playing hurt. He's playing with something wrong with his ankle. It says foot. Don't know what it is. Don't know what it is. And then Deontay Johnson had a little hip thing. That wasn't an issue. He was limited for one day. He came back. Uh, not worried about him at all. So that's pretty much the rundown of what we currently have. Let me check the roster here just to see who's on uh, injured reserve currently, who I've missed. Uh, injured reserve. We talked about Austin. He's off of the list. He's in the three-week window. Carl Joseph was the guy I was trying to talk about, but he was put on injured reserve before the season started, which means he can't come back this season. KZ can come back after. Really, realistically, he could have came back last week. He's still coming back. I said that was going to be six to eight weeks. That might put us right to the bye. Anthony Miller's loss for the season. He was put on injured reserve before it started. Uh, same thing with Jeremy Nichols, McNichols, and uh, Carlins Patel. So we're not going to see any of those guys back. The only guys we could possibly see back that we've talked about, uh, Austin's in the window, KZ's coming back, and TJ Watt is coming back. Those guys, and I'm telling you, they'll all be back by the bye. So we might have to wait till we're one and six. One and seven, right? We got three more games before the bye, don't we? Four, five, six, seven. Right, one and three, three, four, five, six. One and six. Might be one and six at that point, but could end up 10 and six. We've got the right players on defense. Get TJ Watt back. I don't I don't bet us to lose any game with TJ Watt playing. Any game. Even that Buffalo game. 
that we would have played. Gotta head out, guys. Click like, click that like button. This guy is awesome. Thank you, Richie Rich. Love that. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the questions. I'll see you soon, my friend. Go Steelers. Robert! <laughs> Here we go, baby. We need intimidating side, both left and right tackle on offense and nose tackle on defense. Agreed. Agreed. Robert, though, Chooks is playing well. Chooks is playing well. To have a dominating left tackle is almost as important as quarterback. It's one of the most essential positions on any team, and our guy is below average, and we have no real nose tackle. Agreed on both of those. We talked about it a little earlier. I don't know if you were on the show. Um, Miles said for the first pick, or it was either Miles or uh, Michael Hall of Fame, um, said our first pick in the draft next year should be a, a shutdown corner. I said, and I agree, I, I parroted your point before you made it. Left tackle is the spot to get. We're drafting in the top 10. You can get a stud left tackle, protect the blind side of your franchise, who is Kenny Pickett. Next year, we continue on this path. We might be drafting a top 10 left tackle, and I'm fine with that. Danny Waycaster, welcome to the show. Didn't recognize your name, but happy to have you. I believe if Kenny Pickett started against the Jets and Browns, we win those games. I had zero faith. And one read, Mitch, the king of checkdown land. I'm with you there. Danny, that was the only thing. I was, that was actually the the um, the whole topic of my podcast, the Jets week, was you have to start Kenny Pickett because that is the best chance you have of getting a win. Unfortunately, we didn't start him the second half, though he got us a 10-point lead in that second half in the fourth quarter. Our banged-up secondary, secondary was the reason why we couldn't stop Zach Wilson from scoring Two long drives on us and winning that game. But Kenny definitely did the work to get us that win. Injuries can screw you. Right now, we're in an injury bang-up land on secondary and on defense. And I'm not happy about it at all. That makes it difficult to play against anybody. I'm not happy about this matchup against the uh, against Tampa Bay. I'll tell you what I'm rooting for. The only thing I'm rooting for in this game, Steelers ending Brady's career. I want to snap. That's the only guy I just don't respect. I don't like him at all. He's a cheater. Admitted cheater, has been suspended for cheating multiple times. I'm done with that POS. Andy! Kenny Pickett played great. 346 yards, even though we lost. I would love to have the Steelers have Big Ben as the offensive coordinator. And being in Kenny's ear would be awesome because Matt Canada needs to go. Chase Claypool is driving me nuts. At 6'5", going up against a defender that are 5'10", beat him. But something has to give on this offense and needs to happen fast. Agreed. Agreed. I, was, I said that last week. I said Claypool is playing below his side. That first interception that Kenny Pickett threw down the middle to him should never have happened. He was twice the size of the defender on his back hip. Didn't even make a play on the ball or attempt to make a play on the ball. He watched it. He watched the defender make an excellent one-handed interception behind him. He moves to that football. There's no way defender gets there. He's got to play bigger. He's got to not play like Plexigo Burris, who, in my opinion, I always like to call him the shortest six foot seven receiver of the Steelers that I've ever seen because the guy couldn't jump at all. His vert was like this. <laughs> but he was a he was a decent enough player. He's a big enough body and a good catch radius. He just couldn't jump. <laughs> shortest six foot six receiver in, in league history, I always called him. I gave him a hard time. But I don't think Big Ben would be a better um a better offensive coordinator. Ben is my dog. Guys, rare dog sighting. This is uh, Liza. Liza's a brown dog, and unfortunately, she's a Browns fan. Yes, I love the Browns. 
they're really good. They're as almost as delicious as your ears. Yeah, she so she gives me crap for the Browns when the Browns beat the Steelers. My cat gives me crap because she's a striped cat. She likes the Bengals. Good thing I don't have a freaking bird. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd shoot it. <laughs> Can't have a Ravens fan in this house. But that is Liza. Welcome to the show, Liza. It's your first your first appearance on Steeler Nation. Say hi. Hello. Hi. Linda Sue. Hello, Linda. Lovely Linda. Linda Linda. <laughs> Pizza time. I'm hoping for party time. We need a win. We need a win. And this is definitely a lap dog. This is a Visla. They're nicknamed Vel Velcro Vislas because they always have to be touching you. So this dog is always in and around me in one way, shape, or, or form. Guys, it is that time on the show where we got to think about our MVP. Our most valuable privates and the people over at Manscaped to make sure that we are taken care of and our turn our MVPs, yeah, you know me, into most valuable privates. <laughs> So go on and get the Platinum Prackets. They got the Lawnmower Trimmer. They got the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer. Bowl Deodorant. Two-in-one Shampoo and Conditioner Body Wash. Boxer Briefs. Travel Bag. Get it all. Manscaped for turning your player into an MVP. Yeah, you know me. You done with MVP? Yeah, you know me. Oh, that's good. But you can lick your own balls. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need to buy that product. I can lick my own balls. <laughs> you don't have balls. You're a girl. Oh, yeah. If I can lick yours. No, you're not doing that. Not doing that. <laughs> Manscaped. Use promo code SteelerNation, all one word. Free shipping, 20% off. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping me clean down under. There you come from the land down under. All right, back to you guys. It's your show. You guys know it. My gosh, Robert, you're going off. I got to find where you start. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Steelers fan base are not from Pittsburgh to be pretending like it's not incompetent for a coach to have not seen these problems with the way the line is before the season began. Well, you missed the top of my show. Problems, injuries, not having Watt and missing the whole secondary. Whole secondary is banged up. No way we're beating Buffalo. No way we're beating Tampa if we're still banged up going into this game. We need some help. Claude Bishop, welcome back. What's up, Stryker and Daniel? Welcome to the show, Claude. Robert, and if Mike Tomlin did see the problems way before the season began and didn't do anything about it, it's about it. It's incompetent. So inadequate and incompetent both ways, including paid this deed so much. It'd be nice if we had the best highest played payer on D still out there on the field because we'd be three and one instead of one and three. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. And honestly, Robert, we can't play hindsight. We can't play revisionist history. We went out and re re redid that entire offense's line. Kendrick Green's not even a starter anymore. We went out and got Cole. We went out and got Daniels. We were ready to go to this, made some made some moves to try to improve our offensive line. It's gotten slightly better. Still looks a little bit better than last year's, but still not up to the par that we would like to see as a Steeler Nation. I agree with that. Robert, as Kevin Colbert has pulled away from spending as much time as GM the last year or two. You could see more of Mike Thomas' fingerprints on things. See that I think you're projecting there. You're absolutely projecting. That was that's not the way Steelers do business. Colbert was the man. Absolute man at bringing in talent. I thought hell I even thought Omar did a hell of a job this year coming in with our and helping out with the um with the free agents after the draft cuz everything up into the draft was Colbert. 
I thought he drafted well, too. I like the players we got on this team for the draft. We're starting to see some results. Hell, might have our franchise quarterback out there and pick it. Got to see. Chow, chow, dad. We need to get our defense backs healthy in a hurry. There's no way Spillane could ever cover digs, even in our wildest dreams. Other teams have got to be drooling at making a version of that match matchup. That's called zone defense. <laughs> it happened. I don't know if you watch more games than just the Steelers. You catch a you catch a team in zone defense, and they're ch chasing after a slot receiver. It happens in this league. We're not the only team that does it. It's called taking advantage of the way things are played and the way the matchups are and the defenses are set. They did the right job, went to the right person, made the right read, made the right play. Spillane wasn't the reason why we lost the game. <laughs> Absolutely was not. Robert, TJ is worth every cent we are giving him, but something's, someone's not worth the money they're getting for coaching this team's defense, highest paying in history by any team, and they're one of the worst run Ds. But still, our three keystone players, Hayward, Watt, Fitzpatrick, those guys are worth every cent. Absolutely worth every cent. We're not really paying an arm and leg to Miles Jack. What's he at, five mil a season? Spillane's around three. We went out, we paid Okunjobi a bit, though. I think we got about eight for Okunjobi. He needs to be playing better. Especially now that we're banged up at, at nose tackle and he's playing some zero tech for us. He's getting in there at nose. We got to see what he can do. Maybe help us out a bit in that run game. Fingers that pointed just isn't a rookie quarterback and a Hall of Fame quarterback leaving problem. This is head coaching problem. If there ever was one. Mike Tomlin chose all offensive coordinators. I'll give you that. That's a, that is a fair assessment. It's his it's the head coach's job to assemble the coaches on offense and defense to make a winning season. I like our coaches on defense. Jury's still out for offensive coordinator and for offensive line coach, which we're on our like fourth and five years. It's tough. Bruce Arians with Scour's guy, but other offense coordinators and defense point their fingers are 100% responsible. Mike Tomlin's picked each one. Yeah, and, and the whole fan base is like, we don't, we don't want Arians anymore. Oh, he's getting Ben Roethlisberger killed. Get Haley. Bring him. Yeah, we got Haley. Ah. Never made it to a Super Bowl again without Arians. Made the Super Bowl in 08. Made the Super Bowl in 10 with Arians. Never made the Super Bowl again with, with Aaron, without Arians. In comes Haley. Top five offense, three years. Wow. Steelers put up more yardage than ever in their history. They're doing good now. Get rid of Haley. He sucks. Screen passes, bubble screens. Stupid. Get rid of him. Got rid of him. Haven't been in the top five since. Feekner since then. <laughs> a Feekner and a Canada. <laughs> Got a country and a Feekner. <laughs> Didn't look good. Bruce Arians. What's that's Cowards? No, he wasn't Cowards guy. He was uh I I think he came in as a if you're calling him Cowards guy, he was Cowards uh quarterbacks coach. Was not his offensive coordinator. Was Tomlin's offensive coordinator. Can't revise you can't revise history, Robert. I know this stuff. Cowards responsible for Bruce Arians being a part of the Steelers. Hey, you can say that for uh for what's his name too? LeBeau. You got a smart coach coming in afterward as opposed to firing everybody like coaches usually do. Fire everybody, bring in my own guys. Smart enough to elevate Arians. Smart enough to retain LeBeau. We won the Super Bowl with it. Made it to another. 
I'm not dissing those decisions at all. Those are actually smart decisions. Jason Pritchard, was that hit a penalty? Which hit are we talking about? The late hit on um on Kenny? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When it happened, I was like, that should be a flag. No flag. And then our guy took care of it. That's like hockey rules. The refs aren't going to call the play. The players are going to take care of it. Because you're not going to mess up their franchise off a dumb hit like that. So, yeah, if you're talking about the slide hit on Kenny Pickett, penalty and a half. That guy should be fine for it, to tell you the truth. Might be. We'll have to wait. Wait till Thursday. Not including Tampa Bay. I'm saying Bruce Arians owns more Steelers Super Bowl rings than does Mike Tomlin. And Bruce Arians has won more Steelers AFC champions chips than Tom won. Tom Tomlin, not Tom Brady, right? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> that might be who we're talking about. Yeah, statistically, that's probably right. Guy's a little older than Tomlin as well. Been in the league a little longer. That can happen in the coaching trees. Definitely can. Uh, Jay Nava, Tasker, ugliest helmet in the league. No, you're thinking of Kelso. That Kelso had the giant, like, um, great kazoo helmet, the old uh, alien that they the, wanted to jump the shark time for the Flintstones. They had that floating alien with a giant helmet, the great kazoo. That was the Kelso helmet that you're thinking of. It was not Steve Tasker. Uh, he was a safety. Uh, Jason Pritchard against Pat. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jason Ward, welcome to the show, Jason. They won't draft either a left tackle or a shutdown corner. Will go defensive line or linebacker. Now, here's the reason why we haven't, Jason. Past 17 years, we haven't had a losing record. <laughs> it's tough to get an elite corner and an elite left tackle when you're drafting in the back half of the draft. That's why we don't go corner in round one often. It's why we don't go left tackle in round one. I can't remember last time we went left tackle in round one. Because those guys go in the top 10. This year, we end up in the top 10, we're going to be drafting one. <laughs> you bet your damn ass. We're going to be drafting probably left tackle first. Shut down. Oh, is that cat being mean to you? Oh, you poor thing. You poor thing. Cats taking swipes at my dog. <laughs> Robert, PA is a is blocker than Uncle. T uh, I'm not going on that one, man. That's a bad take. Bad take, man. There have been many records of Mike Tomlin has made worst performance since pre-Super Bowl era and last game was just the last of his incredibly long list has begun years ago. Begun years ago. I, I don't see it. I don't see the years ago. I know a lot of people want to throw stuff on Tomlin. What I'm seeing right now is more injury than coaching. I, I think we just don't have the talent out there to stop talent. And we have a rush of injuries on defense. I told you last week going into it, four starters, four, Robert, from week one on defense, four starters last week of our 11. You want to call Reed a starter? He's in for what? He's not. Four starters, Jack, Bush, Hayward, who was banged up, Fitz. I'm oh, sorry, the ones that weren't banged up. Four fully healthy. That's That was my take. Highsmith, Jack, um, Bush, and uh, Okunjobi were the only four starters that were 100% healthy, not on the injury report, going into last game. That's why I said we couldn't compete last week. Injuries are killing us on defense. Highest paid defense has to be a little bit better. 
Dream kind of true as a coach, giving great sound bites and interviews and being charming. And I truly love my media access to the head coach as a fan. I do too. I mean, I think I love him because he's as quotable as Lombardi. He really is. And you guys listen to old Lombardi quotes. I mean, he was a philosopher, student of the game. Tomlin is as well. I think Tomlin has the ability to get back on the winning train as well. And we got to see how our young quarterback will start developing in the system. Andy, if Kenny Pickett beats Tom Brady, it would be huge for him this Sunday. Yeah, it would, because that's something that even Ben, I think, only beat him once. Once. One time in Pittsburgh, regular season, did we ever beat Tom Brady? He owned us. Tom Brady absolutely owned our team. Would love to see that. Robert, but I and we should not be selfish. It's fans supporting a guy just because he makes us look good and gives us lots of media. We can devour win. Instead, we need an a-hole who's better at actual coach. Got you. Somebody a little meaner is what you're saying. You know, I, I still think he's getting our players to perform. Their only problem is our best players aren't on the field because they're on injured reserve or they're they're injured. Jason, I think they need to go after Deron Payne for the nose tackle spot. They have the cap room available, and there's not a ton of offensive upgrades they can do. Cam is getting old, unfortunately. Yes, but I do love the drafting that we've been doing, getting Loudermilk, Leal. I think we're doing the right moves. I mean, like the depth that we had, like the Davis brothers. A lot of you guys didn't like Mondu as well. I thought Mondu was a good player. We still had Warmly on the roster. We still went out and picked up Okunjobi. We picked up that other guy too in the offseason. I forget how that guy was. And we let him go like a week later because, like, there's no place to put him. He isn't an upgrade. Adams and Alu Alu. I expected more out of Alu Alu. Ended up, Robert was right about that one. Alu Alu ended up not being a healthy coming back. And now we got Adams being the starting nose tackle. That's a spot that can help us, Jason. I agree with that completely. That's a great point. Mark Malone, great NBA player. Yeah, Tomlin is a great coach. He can shuck and jive with the best of them. I'm not getting down with that stuff, guys. Come on. Mark Malone, uh, Super Bowl team, Hall of Fame quarterback, and the best GM in the business, have 15 consecutive losing seasons. I don't know. If if it was so easy to do, and if Tomlin, if, if, if Cower was so good at creating talent, he would have won more than, than two AFC champions, championships. That was my problem watching Cower. We lost. Three AFC championships at home. At home. Top seed in the AFC. Three of them we lost at home. That's the kind of stuff that pissed me off about Coward. It's the way it goes. It's tough to win a Super Bowl. Absolutely tough to win a Super Bowl. Bradshaw was right about Tomlin. You can have that take. Absolutely have that take. Mike Tomlin is the most articulate wordsmith I've ever heard in any era as a coach. He definitely has his advantages, such as that, for sure. He's funny, media savvy, and gives fans more access. Definitely does. Definitely does. Uh, Bradshaw was absolutely correct about Tomlin. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not getting into the race stuff, guys. I'm just not. I, it, it, skin color has nothing to do with stuff. The guy is a coach, and he's a great coach. And he's got command and respect of not just every single player on his team, but just about every player in the league. You go out and watch the Pivot interview. You see one guy that he played for and Ryan Clark, and you see three other guys on that show that were great players that all wished, wished they could play for Tomlin. Absolutely do. All right. 
So where are we going here? No, nope, not getting into politics. <laughs> not getting into the uh, the uh, the racial stuff here, Mark Malone. You can pump the brakes on that. Um, nope, not getting into politics. That's a great take there, though, Robert. Aaron Smith deserves to be in the Hall of Fame almost as much as Jules Sneed, even more a little bit than Casey Hampton. Yeah, yeah, those guys are great, great players. Bo, welcome to the show. Go Steelers, no matter what. Black and gold, baby. And that is the one thing. Win or lose, I'm always going to be rooting for my Steelers. I'm always going to be here talking Steelers with you guys too. Love our shows. But we got, all we can do is cheer. More fans, we can have opinions. We can say things that we might be crazy or might be true. We don't know, but we love our team. And I, I know Robert does too. Robert always tells us at the end of the show, loves our team, loves our, our fans. Our fans have a whole range of different perspectives. I found that out and I've been able to navigate that well with all of you here because I love my team and I know you do too. We just might see it a little bit differently. Michael Hall, 25 years old today and watching your vidcast while eating pizza. Perfect day. Happy birthday, Michael. That is great to hear, man. Thank you for sharing your birthday with me tonight. Michael, Hall of Fame, 25 years young, man. You got the whole world ahead of you. You got plenty more Super Bowls to watch in your future, hopefully for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll have to see. Robert, the three players most responsible for the Steelers wins are Joe Green, Joel Steed and Casey Hampton. So maybe I put Hampton in the head or tied with Aaron Smith, but I put Joel Steed ahead of all of them. That Joel Steed was a hell of a player in the 80s. I, I, I did love me some Joel Steed. Great nose tackle. Great nose tackle. And probably under-recognized in the league because nose tackles don't make a whole lot of plays. Like they, they stuff the runs, they eat up blockers, and that's why our linebackers in the 80s were phenomenal because of Joel Steed. That's why our linebackers in the 90s and the aughts were phenomenal. Casey Hampton. Those guys. That's that's what 3-4 is supposed to be. Nose tackle supposed to eat up blockers. Linebackers feast. That's been Steeler football. Absolutely Steeler football and still is. Still is. All eight Super Bowl appearances and six Super Bowl wins were most because of those three players who, again, are Mean Joe Green, Joel Steed, Casey Hampton, Mike Tomlin, you are the standard. He would get such. Problem is the league isn't a running league anymore. Absolutely right for those guys, though. Absolutely right. But when we're leading the league in sacks the past five years, even without a, a giant nose tackle, we're doing something right in a passing league. Doesn't look like we're going to set the record this year. Not going to be six in a row. The problem began way before this season. Yes, yes, it happens. It happens. Hindsight's always 2020, Mark. Calvin Pittman, hi, Striker. Do you think we can turn the season around and get a 10 win season? Yeah, I said uh, if we come up, we're going to be one, possibly one and seven at the break. We get TJ Watt back. I don't count us out in any game. Any game. You get picking a couple more games underneath of him, getting comfortable in the system. This team can go on a win streak and a big one. Get hot late, go on a tear. TJ Watt is as important as any franchise quarterback. Absolutely. He's the reason why we had a winning record the past two years. Ben fell off the, actually fell off the cliff week 10 each season. Sure, he was undefeated his first one two years ago. 
As soon as that arm got banged up, he couldn't throw down the middle of the field past eight yards. TJ Watt kept us winning, kept us in it, got us to playoffs. That is, that, that's all I can say. TJ Watt is the difference maker on this team, Calvin, and we can get wins and start stacking wins soon as TJ gets back in because it doesn't matter who's there in secondary. If the quarterback only has two seconds, got to get rid of that ball or he's taking a hit from TJ. That whole team's going to get better as soon as TJ walks back on that field. And we're going to just be like, oh my gosh, this team's awesome again. We are an elite top three defense with TJ Watt. Without him, we can't stop the run. We can't stop deep passes, 98 yards, 67 yard plays. Why? Because they got all day to sit back there and throw. Put TJ Watt on the field, quarterbacks get happy feet. They do dumb things. We end up with four turnovers in the first game of the season. Interceptions. Plus the fumble that looked like a turnover. Looked like another interception, but it was actually a fumble. Yeah, this this special team once you got TJ Watt on that field. Mike Tomlin knew the standard and would know, number one, it's about saying you have a standard. It's about doing it and getting the strong nose tackle and strong left tackle. We got to get better than what we have. Definitely do. Once you have a dominant left tackle, you start to see how great the weapons actually are. That's a big part of the game, too. And I cannot disagree with that. But I think we still have enough room with our left tackle and then helping him out, chipping him with the back, chipping with the tight end. That's how you get Kenny Pickett some more time. And how we even won a Super Bowl with Ben in 08 with the worst freaking offensive line in Steelers history. That that offensive line was god-awful. I think we gave up 10 sacks against the Eagles in week four. And I'm like, no way is this team making a Super Bowl. Still letting up sacks, but Ben made plays on third and 20s after getting sacked. Guy was amazing. Ben was awesome that year. Absolutely awesome that year. Once you have a dominant nose tackle, and the back five guys and your linebackers to all start doing amazing. Yes, if we're playing the 3-4, we've been playing a lot of 2-5. A lot of nickel. Not always the best. Chris Taylor. Players can only run the current schemes, and ours is horrible. If our running backs can't force defenses to put more, one more in the box and get some good uh, play-action fakes, and our receiver core can't spread the field to our run game, then we are screwed. It's about the offensive coordinator, and he's horrible. I see what you're saying. There is some plays that I do like. We're doing a lot of misdirection. Um, I don't know if it's too confusing for this young offense, but or if it's too complex for this offense in general. But I can definitely see the complexity is there and the intent is there to get the ball in space to playmakers. Just can't, we just haven't clicked yet. Absolutely haven't clicked yet. Claude, I see it. Robert is a diehard Tom fan. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. Diehard Tom fan for five years. Again, saying only winning with both Coward coaches and playing over the last 10 years. I hear you. <laughs> and you can say that about coaches. Like, that's always to me, like, one of the it's a lazy argument saying you won with that team's coaches. I, I just find that to be a lazy argument. Um, first year, if they had success in the first year, you'd have more say in it. Like, one, one instance I can actually give was when uh, Chucky uh, coached the LA um, LA Raiders to the Super Bowl. 
or was the AFC Championship game was fired. Dungy was fired from Tampa Bay that same year. He went to Tampa Bay, won the Super Bowl against his old Raiders team. That was a team of like him going up against the team that he actually assembled. I understand that. The year after, a lot more say. But two years removed from Cower, Cower had a losing season his last year. Quite a bit removed from that 05 Super Bowl and the, the talent around that team. Uh, Ryder, Striker, thank you so much for your show. You allow us fans to feel heard, listened to, and feel respected. Thank you so much for that. Hey, Ryder, I, I appreciate that. Welcome to the show too, man. It's the first time I've seen your uh, your show. I know you're as good as the rest of us, so I'm happy to hear you. I will. I take all, as long as it's not politically motivated or racially motivated, you will get my full take on it. I will cut it out if I hear any of that stuff, guys. And I know you're all better than that. I know you're all upset. We cannot make it to those two levels and have me even respond to those types of situations, other than I won't. But as we see, we have, we have different games. We have a lot of people that are that are rah-rah guys. I am very even keel because I've seen a lot of Steelers football. I started watching hardcore in the mid-80s when we were bad. My first favorite teams were horrible teams. Mark Malone was the quarterback. Abercrombie was our freaking running back. I mean, we the only thing you could do as a fan in the 80s was root for defense and hoped your offense got enough to maybe win a game. That's what watching football in the mid to late 80s was until we got Bubby Brister. Team lost the first, like, I think it's been coming up a couple times, the worst loss in Steeler history, the 51 nothing to Cleveland. Next week, I think we lost 42-10 week two to Cincy. Two divisional losses to start a season in 89. Came back that season, made the playoffs, kicked a field goal, Gary Anderson field goal in overtime against the, the uh, Houston Oilers, who were also in our division at that time. Go on and nearly beat um john elway and the denver broncos the next week that's that's how i grew up watching football l i was excited when he had o'donnell i'm like wow this guy can complete passes he's accurate most accurate quarterback i'd ever seen at that point um for the steelers great player great player within the system the steelers unfortunately he had a terrible terrible super bowl and that's what he's remembered for great show as usual thank you claude i appreciate it guys and you know we're hitting the, the hour mark too so i'll take your takes again uh then a typical gloss over 2012 2014 i kept my mouth shut problems with as many in him and eventually we've realized how wrong i was first year years about tom eh, you can flip back and forth and i understand that that's his name crap you got me yeah you got it jay <laughs> <laughs> I'm going through a couple other people um, here too, Robert. I know you have a lot of takes. I'm at the end of the show. Um, ben beat Brady's rookie season. And yes, yes. So he beat him twice. The one was the rookie season. And then the second one was when Ben went like, we went like short offense and he was throwing short passes the whole game. We controlled the ball, kept him off the field. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was 15. That was because I was at that game. Yep. Good call. Good call. Uh, Mason Cole is a bright spot on the fence. As Dotson and the two two tight ends, <laughs> the two real tight ends, I got you. And of course, George, exactly. Ben beat Brady as a rookie, and again in eighteen, Hayden picked it. Yes, yes. Thank you guys at least for uh, coming back and letting me know for that. Um, hey, greetings from Mexico. Hola, Daniel Sanchez. Good to hear from you, my friend. Welcome to the show. We have a Steelheart always with the Steelers. 
and bad uh ando good moments yeah in bad in bad and good moments correct correct correctamente and yes manual is it's as easy but welcome to the show as always love to hear from our fans from around the world Stila mundo how can anyone justify tomlin's tomlin's tomlinson's playoff record <laughs> well i'll tell you one thing and this is a, a, a stat playoff stats are one of the probably most skewed stats you can use to point to a good or a bad coach because the only way you're getting a winning record in the playoffs is if you win a super bowl that's it otherwise you're going one on one or own one you rack up a lot of losses for not winning in, in, in the playoffs or not winning the super bowl it's sometimes you, you only you don't even get a winning record for making the conference championship game. If you have a first round bye, you're one and one and out. You only get a winning record when you make it or win a Super Bowl. Just means we haven't made or win Super Bowls here lately. That's all that means. Ken Green, the okay, we'll get to your stuff in a bit. I've got to get to other people for an hour, Robert. I know you're great to the show. Uh, how can anyone justify Mike Thomas playoff record losing games? Games can't be the standard. And we talked about that. I just gave you my tape. Um, and that's it. Bro, Barry, and I haven't talked to you in a bit. Negativity and blame is low hanging fruit. This team is young, still trying to figure things out. We won't be dominating teams until we are a well-oiled machine. Getting better and offense would be a big part of that. I, I got to see some, like, I'm. I, we should have started the Kenny Pickett era earlier. That's my only problem with this. The way we're starting to execute right now would have given him more of a chance during this tough stretch. He's learning in the fire. We have thrown Kenny Pickett in the fire to learn how to be a quarterback, and I hope we don't ruin him. Hope we don't ruin him. What is this one here? Robert, how do you make live comments? You've just done it. <laughs> Claude agrees with you, bro, Barian. <laughs> Game versus Tampa Bay. I'm predicting a 24-21 upset. I've seen Brady kind of struggle, but then again, he might have ref help as all. Well. Yeah, that freaking, that roughing the passer, completely agree. That was a bogus call. And if I was the, if I was the coach that lost, on that roughing the passer in my at my press conference afterward i would talk about how the referees must have correctly seen roughing the passer i would have used air quotes that whole freaking thing <laughs> i would have ripped it like there's ways you can get away because the nfl can't actually find you for saying things sarcastically if you're saying them the right way, <laughs> because verbatim, they can't get you on. The, oh, I know you're tired. It's been a long show. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> oh, thank you, Michael. Great show. See you next week. Go Steelers. Woo. Good job, Striker. Thank you, John. Bro, is in denial. See, we got both sides of it here. I love that, John. We love it. <laughs> I'll go to this take. Michael, you remember the Tampa Bay has Bruce Arians, who with a much lower paid defense has much better defense, and Bruce Arians has a reason to want to beat Mike Tomlin. Bruce Arians is no longer the coach. Tom Brady ran Bruce Arians off of that coaching roster uh, this year, so he's no longer the head coach. Um, sorry, Timbo. Enjoy your day. 
Yep, Robert IDK. Yep. John Burns going to you. Striker, do you honestly anticipate real changes before the Tampa Bay game or the next games before the bye? Trying to think of the only big real changes we can make. Can't make him a wide receiver, really, unless we bring in Austin and we we activate Austin, means somebody's coming off the roster. It would either be Gunner or Sims. Probably going to be Gunner, um, since Sims is still on the roster. Uh, and he got elevated for some kick and punt return. Um, defensively, I would like to see KZ get back healthy and get some playing time. I think that would be something that can help, but he's not back yet. Really, the biggest move we can make is getting Watt back on the field. That is going to be the biggest change in this team is having TJ Watt on the field wrecking people. Absolutely, that's it. That's absolutely it. Ron, love the dog. Oh, thank you. Yeah, she's such a good pooch. She's Look at her. She, she doesn't make noise at all. She's perfectly kennel trained. And when she's in the kennel, she doesn't make a peep. She doesn't whine. She doesn't beg. You forget she's in there. <laughs> you honestly do. She's such a good pooch. Robert, it's hard for a 60-plus career Good guy to hang in there with this team. Love them, but hate the standard and game for what this becomes. You're a 60-year guy. You remember the 80s teams, man. This is nothing out of the realm that we haven't seen, but at least there's a lot of youth here. I mean, even though Malone was young, like we still didn't think Malone was going to be our guy. <laughs> we didn't. We were all lamenting the fact that we didn't draft freaking uh, Marino. Then he beats us in the AFC Championship game that year. That was a fun one. <laughs> Everyone, see you, Claude. Welcome and thanks for being on the show. Uh, nice. Love, that. Love you, Michael. Enjoy your life, and we'll talk more. And I really feel for you, Michael, to my middle name and brother, the Archangel Michael, is with us both. Well said. Well said. <laughs> Michael's my middle name, after all. Agreed. Well, well spoken out. I love that you guys were able to work it out in the comment section. This is why I love you guys, Steel Nation. This is why we have love. We we vent. We can be absolutely upset about the things we want to be upset about. I will give you the, the venue here to do that. And that's why you guys keep coming back. And then we all talk down. We get it out. Then we're back on the same team. Big podcast coming in on Friday. I'll have another one up. Make sure you follow us over here on YouTube. Um that slash Steeler Nation. If you're subscribed there, I actually air the podcast live and you can watch me do it live. I don't take questions live. I take it from SteelerNation.com. Go on over to SteelerNation.com. Sign up for free football forum. I put up a thread. There's one up now. If you want to ask questions for Friday, if you think about it tonight, you think about it tomorrow, jump on there, join for free, ask a question, and I will go through it on the show. Nice, Robert. Good to hear. Good to hear, guys. CF Steelers fan. Yep. <laughs> A new head coach. <laughs> Salute, sir. Salute, Michael Hall. Good to have you there. <laughs> and guys, it's your last one. Um, Claude, it comes out, it, like, usually it depends on my week because I run a marketing and promotions company and I'm kind of all over the place. Uh, I try to record on, fr on Thursday night or early Friday morning. Uh, there isn't a set time. I have more of a set time for the vidcast, which is usually Tuesday at 7 unless I'm traveling for work then it's usually Wednesday at seven. So um, one of those two days I will try to put up, I didn't get a tweet out today. Everything went foobar today. I couldn't even tweet out that we were starting the show at seven. You guys are already subscribed. You guys already jump on. I freaking love it. Whether I'm going on Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm always seeing Miles. I'm always seeing Michael Hall of Fame. I'm always seeing Robertson Burrow. You guys know because you're subscribed. Love that. 
And uh, if you subscribe, go to SteelerNation.com, click on the podcast button up there. You can subscribe to our podcast. That's when you know it gets, they are the ones that actively put it up. I will usually have it active and live. If you're subscribed to our podcast, you will see it ding by noon on on Friday. That will always ding through by then. Sometimes it comes through on Thursday night. Sometimes we don't air it on our page on Steeler Nation until Friday. And if I have an interview or sometimes it, it extends to Saturday and we put it out on Saturday like we did this past week. Um, but it's it's just the nature of the beast. If you subscribe, you will be in the know. And that is the way to do it always. So good to hear. New head coach, Striker 7 out. I will take us there. I mean, I, I told you all I didn't want to be head coach. But if this continues to happen, I will throw my hat in the ring. <laughs> I will show you how terrible I'd be at head coach. Claude Bishop, by far the best show on the net. Oh. Love you, man. Love my Steelers. Love you guys and happy to serve you on this show. Absolutely love it. <laughs> then we'll be able to tell the Patriots fans what time of day it is again. <laughs> love that take, Robert. You're ending strong, man. I know you went off the rails there a little bit. You're ending strong. Guys, this is your show. Last time to chime in. I'm going to go through all the stuff that needs to go. I talked about how to follow us on the great YouTube slash Steeler Nation. Read our great Pittsburgh Steeler focused articles at SteelerNation.com. Tweet us at Steeler Nation. Instagram us at SteelerNation.com. Uh, Facebook Steel at SteelerNation.com. Follow us, the podcast on Twitter at underscore SN Podcast. That's usually where I'll tweet out when stuff happens to Claude. So that's a good way to follow us at underscore SN Podcast. Follow your host, Steeler Nation Striker, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, at SN Striker. I should have a banner for that. What am I doing here today? There it is. Now you can see it. <laughs> That's how I spell my name. Um, I haven't been posting at all these last couple weeks. I've just been so damn busy with work. We've been slammed with colleges. We're we're doing all of the uh, University of Maryland games. We're doing all the Towson football games. We're doing all of the Washington uh, Commanders football games. We actually came out and did a Steeler game. Uh, Lipton with the Plinko. If anybody saw that big Lipton Plinko board, that was my company uh, that did that. And on the main walk coming in for the uh, the Steelers game, uh, not the last one, but the one previous. So that was a fun one to do. Um, so let's go to you guys for the last comments on the way out the door. Michael Hall. By the way, I got recommended to you by my friends who know I'm a diehard fan. That's great. Which friends recommended you see I'm, I'm i'm interested i don't know if they know me i don't know where you're at but if they're just watching the show and enjoy it i'm glad that you're so fun and responsive on the show too michael that's why you got your own nickname you guys earn nicknames here when you're out here long, long enough like michael hall of fame bro barian the biggest indicator of us doing well is when we start to see good runs from running backs once that starts to happen we should see positive results everywhere else absolutely right Excellent take. Once the blocking is down, you will see some of these short yardage ones. Because I said, starting the season, we were negative yardage, zero yards, one yards. Those were our rushes. Max two. Up to three, four weeks ago, we started turning those into three, four, five yard rushes. Got a 10 yarder in there. That's about where we're at now. Once we start doing these break yardage, that means everybody's clicking on offense. And the system is starting to work. That is the indicator that the system is starting to work, Robarian. And right now, we're still waiting on it. Shit. John Burns, how do you stay so positive? <laughs> oh, geez. It, it's, my, it's my genetic makeup, John. <laughs> I am lucky to be born a naturally happy person. 
I am an optimist. Um, I work hard uh, at, at my job to enjoy life. I'm a Steelers season ticket holder. I've enjoyed a lot of good years. I know things could be worse. Still got my health. <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> but my advice at the top of the show, I told you, drinking ain't going to help you this year because it's only going to make you matter. So I started using some THC and it's actually helping out a bit. Makes it so I don't have heart attacks anymore during games. Michael, they just watch your show. Oh, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> Bro, Barry, and I mean like keeping other offenses off the field for long periods of time, making it so that we're the only one controlling the clock for the best of our ability. That's our formula. Spot on. Yeah, because that was the thing going into the season. It's like we had to control the clock and play well on defense to win games. Hell, we, we won a game where we were like, we had the clock for 15 minutes, a quarter of the game. Won the game against Cincinnati. Had a clock for a quarter of the game pretty much the next week, too, or 20 minutes. Lost to freaking Jets. Was that week two? Who did we lose to week two? Man, I'm this whole every everything's losing. I, I can't freaking even remember who we lost. No, freaking ah, Browns. Damn it. Freaking Browns. Yeah, yeah, that one hurt. <laughs> but. Guys, thank you for the great show, the great conversation. Talk me down. This also helps keep me positive, guys. Being able to work through it on the show with you guys helps keep me in the proper mindset, continuing to move forward. Not even sure what my show is going to be about on Friday, but I'm going to take a hard topic this week, and it might be a negative one, unfortunately, because I hate being a negative guy. But thank you guys for joining us on the Steeler Nation vidcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises, sponsored by Manscaped, sponsored by mybookie.ag. I'm your host, G Striker, with John Burns, with the Bro Barry, and with Michael Hall, with Robert Tamboro. All you guys, love you guys. Till the next time, I will be rooting along with you, as always. Go Steelers! <laughs>